So for my podcast, I will be summarizing and going over <clears throat> the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. And early in the text, we learned that Henrietta Lacks was a poor African-American woman. And we also learned that she is diagnosed with cervical cancer. And her doctor and gynecologist, Richard Talindi, turned out to be researching that type of cancer. And over where he worked, experiments were common practice. And sometimes the doctors would perform it without the patient's consent. So this, however, was not um, was only when it came to patients from the public ward and over at where they were at. The public ward was predominantly African-American. So already we can see how race comes into play into this story. We can already tell that the the whites were deemed more wealthy and <clears throat> the Africans Americans were on the other side of the spectrum. So these public ward patients uh, could not afford the best medicine or treatment. Most, most of them, like I said, were African American. And the doctors looked at it as, since you can't pay it all, they get to do the experiments or whatever they want to do with you while they're giving you the treatment. And they deemed it as an even trade. So... Henrietta Lacks' doctor, Talindi, worked alongside George Gray, and the two have been searching for a cell that continues to replenish itself, dividing indefinitely called immortal human cells. And due to the cancer that Henrietta Lacks had ended up being diagnosed with, she had to undergo treatment. Prior to that treatment, she signed a form of consent to the doctor's allowing them to do as they need while she's under anesthesia. <clears throat> and during her first radium treatment, which required tubes of radium t directly to her cervix, the doctors took out tissue samples from Henrietta and proceeded with the treatment. Now, they took out two um, tissue samples, one healthy and one um, damaged, so after her treatment, she recovered well, stayed in the hospital for a couple of days. And when the doctors decided to discharge her, uh, they told her she had to be back in a couple of weeks. Now, nobody has told her about the tissues that had been taken out for experiment. But the doctors noticed that the cell of Henrietta's cancerous cells, so the damaged ones, had not only survived but also continued to grow at a rapid rate. And um, <clears throat> George Gray had told his colleagues that he may have grown the first immortal human cell and agreed to share them the knowledge and the samples that he had came up with. But throughout the story, we are um, introduced two major factors, including race, class, and gender, and also quite a lot of things that were surprising, like how many times she ended up with the disease and um, the ethical concerns that were present during the story, uh, the way they treated her solely off the color of her skin, 
and the people involved were pretty much either um i i thought they were mainly racist due to the fact on how they despise and disrespect people of color but um back to race class and gender they are major factors in this reading due to the fact that <clears throat> we are given insight on two completely opposite sides of the spectrum one on one side we have a high class rich white man and then we have henrietta Lacks, who comes from poverty and is african-american woman now in the next section um it's just pretty much her fighting and that's what was surprised that caught me by surprise was the fight she put up while struggling through it all <clears throat> and earlier it was clear how differently each race was treated coming from the fact that the white patients were taken care of with better treatment because like i said the public ward was usually um, African Americans who couldn't afford the treatment and the medicine. So the white patients were taken care of with better treatment and just better, um, better respect from the doctors. So another thing was that they were given treatments with the knowledge of what may happen while the treatments that were being performed to the African-Americans weren't even um, done without con with or without consent. And they did not know the possible outcomes. Um, and that's up to this point in the uh, chapter. Uh, my impressions with the characters involved is that a majority are either racist or very selfish. And some are even both, because like I said, the doctors wouldn't tell the patients what they were doing, but they would be the one, the doctors would be the one benefiting from what they were uh, doing throughout the procedures. And the race factor does show a lot throughout this portion due to the neglig negligence from the doctors towards Henrietta, just because she is an African-American woman. On to the next section where we see the doctors put an end to her medica medication because they thought she was using it too much. And <clears throat> that right there is an ethical concern. The doctor should, you know, perform from the, from, you know, their heart and not because they're getting paid for it or whatever. But they put it into her medicine, and the doctors are taking more than what's necessary, coming from the fact that they took blood from men to try to save Henrietta while knowing she was going to die due to the cancer. And due to the fact that Henrietta was from poverty, I felt that that was a contributing factor along with race, that the doctor stopped the medicine because she could not afford it. But what was surprising was someone who was treated so poorly ended up being pretty much the uh, the backbone for medicine and treating others and helping them survive throughout uh, in the future. Um, the doctors never put 
Henrietta's name out there because the cells did in fact become those never-ending cells, those immortal cells that helped uh, cure other people's other people's di uh, diagnosis. And um, so, yeah, they never put her name out there. They never gave her the credit. Uh, they never reached out to the family, letting them know that her cells were alive and helping others. So this goes back to earlier chapters, but everyone is selfish and greedy. And no one can stop the higher class from doing what they wanted, pretty much. So rich white men can make profit from lower class African Americans without telling them or sharing revenue. So we see that um, those race and class factors <clears throat> present there. And not only were upper class workers taking advantage of their position in America, but we find out also in Germany, where scientists worked on humans and their experiments, which is another case and ethical concern of the upper class abusing their power with or without patients' consent and nobody doing anything to stop it. So the characters involved in this chapter are inhumane and, um, yeah, unethical. And even people in the same field were cheered differently. For example, some Jewish doctors were deemed unreliable, or actually all Jewish doctors were deemed unreliable and wrong due to the fact that they were Jewish and that they might be biased because of their religion. But what was surprising was towards the end of the book, we learned that um, credit was not given where it was reserved for two decades after Henrietta passed away. And what was concerning was no one stepped up and spoke out about her being the reason behind it all, but allowed it to happen. After the doctor granted that her name be out there, nobody did anyway. So a lot of people in the uh in the book ended up being you know rich white people rich white doctors who had that power and put humanity aside and did whatever they wanted to do whether it was money or for their name to be out there for doing something in their field to take all that credit 